Huzzah, Rangers! This is your boy, Uncle Baby Philly, here at the Jack's Ranger Show. Before we get too far into anything this evening, this particular episode, and every single episode of the Jack's Rangers Show, is sponsored by our fantastic sponsor, Inkify. Inkify does custom printing and embroidery since 2010. Inkify provides high-quality decorated apparel nationwide. From ordering the apparel to printing, adding a private label, and folding, bagging, and all of that fun stuff, fulfillment, all of that cool, excellent stuff you don't have to worry about because they will be doing it for you and they do the best at that stuff. Um, they'll handle it all so you don't have to. Go to Inkify.com to get started on your order and tell them TJRS sent you and you'll get 15% off of your first order. As I was saying, we always appreciate Inkify helping us out here on the Jacks Ranger Show as our primary sponsor. Uh, we've got Diamond Dave here this evening. Dave, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, Phil. Happy to be here and looking forward to talking to Josh Larson. Yeah, me too. Um, and speak of the devil, we've got Josh Larson here. Larry is joining us. Uh, Josh, you're the captain of the New England Free Jacks. How the hell are you? I'm good. Good to be back on the show, guys. Uh, pumped for another season. Yes, sir. Same here. Let's get right into it. We're going to rewind a little bit. You know, obviously the, the 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 season is about to start. We're a couple days away from you guys heading down to Charlotte to take on the brand new franchise. But let's talk about last year. You know, obviously you had a season-ending injury, so it didn't go how you wanted it to. But then again, the team won the, the the championship. So when you look back on it, what's your impressions of 2023? Uh, just you know, full squad effort, really. Um, you know, yeah, personally, it was, it was tough for me early on, but, you know, just we're just such a good group of guys, you know, uh, right through. Um, yeah, boys just, you know, I think just that whole season was just, uh, you know, we defended the fort really well and then just in the back end of the season, you know, just, just trying to, you know, it's important to play your best footy at the end of the season. So I think guys just week to week, you know, Scott and Mike and, and Will back then uh, did a really good job just framing each week as it came and stuff like that and, and just massive learnings i guess just the the progress we did from the last year you know losing to new york and the eastern conference and then yeah. you know going one better and winning it all so i think it was just growth of the group you know the returning players coaches staff just another year under the belt um made us go the whole way so yeah it was just it's exciting to be along for the ride and part of it Absolutely, for sure. And, you know, we'll never forget that as uh, Free Jacks fans, as Rangers out there being in Chicago and that final whistle blowing. What was going through your mind, you know, being on the sidelines there? What was your perspective of the whole process at the end of the season? Final whistle blows. What's going through your mind immediately? Just uh, you bloody beauty. I was just I was over <laughs> the moon. Mate. I was on the comms and, you know, you're hearing it from Scott and, and Will and, and Mikey Rogers up there, you know, hold on the ball, just stack the ball, you know, and. You know, there's a few that scrum at the end and the boy, big boy stepped up, you know, coming on. And, yeah. yeah, when that whistle blew, you know, just looked to my left, TK was there. You know, the mic got thrown and just ran on, all the boys jumping on the bench. Mate, it's it's one of the best feelings of your life, really. It's 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 awesome. And, uh, yeah, it'd be some of the best moments of my career for sure. So, special. Absolutely. For sure. And, of course, we want to – I mean, it's no easy task, of course, but repeating would be – Amazing, right? Like, you know, there's only one team that's done that in the past, and that's the Seattle Seawolves. And, you know, they, they're one of the best benchmarks in MLR in terms of consistency and winning, winning culture, that sort of thing. The Free Jacks want to get to that point. So wouldn't it be nice, you know, if we could repeat that and, and a full healthy Larry out there on the, on the pitch uh, helping helping out with the win in that uh, manner of speaking. So uh, I know you were helping out with coaching, uh, you know, with the staff last season while you were sidelined with the injury, and we know that you've done some college coaching in the past i can't quite remember where that was but um 
let's talk about when your playing career comes to an end, whenever that happens to be, are we likely going to see you as a coach at MLR? Is that something that you want to do? Yeah, I, to be honest, I haven't thought that far down the line. I guess, you know, just kind of really focus on being a player at the moment. But yeah, my off season, I've tried to jump on some coaching opportunities, you know, currently doing a, a coaching level three course at the moment and stuff. So getting through some of those qualifications and just, I guess, just being around good coaches as well and, and a good environment, you know, hopefully I've picked up some good things. So I think, to be honest, I haven't thought that far about what and when. But yes, I think the coaching route would be something I'd definitely be interested in. But again, you know, hopefully I'm playing for a few more years. You never know, you know, it might yeah. be enough rugby at the end of the day or something like that. So um, sort of take it year as it, year as it comes. But uh, yeah, it's probably something I'd like to get into wherever that might be and just see how the, how the mindset is of rugby uh, at the end of my career. But hopefully uh, that's not soon. Hopefully that's a lot later down the track. For sure. In soccer, they call that the coaching badges. Do you find that getting those, you know, certificates and certifications, do you find that helps you as a player as well? Yeah, I guess. And also, I think the big thing I've learned through it, just, just connecting with other coaches. Now, there's a couple of MLR coaches on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's coaches from the women's game, you know, some international um, age grade coaches that I've been working with. So I guess it's just sharing ideas and seeing like that and, you know, seeing how they run, you know, their system and then, you know, and how run, they run their culture and what they're using and stuff like that. So it's always good just to bounce ideas off each other and stuff. Sure. And I guess, you know, being in the leadership group here at the Free Jacks, it's, it's kind of cool to s- sort of see, you know, just feel like what other teams are doing and stuff like that. So from all aspects as well, different age groups and levels and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Um, I w- speaking of coaching, let's talk about the new assistant coach, Palm. What's your impressions of him since he's arrived? Oh, Pom, he's a great man. Great man. Uh, we'll call you out on a few buffaloes early on. Um, they'll break you up to break the ice. But uh, yeah. no, he's uh, no, he's a top man. Um, very good at technical side around detail, around the tackle and stuff. I think that's something we're you know going to hopefully improve a lot on this year. You know, a lot more mm-hmm. technical around the contact area and stuff. You know, he's got a jujitsu background and stuff like that. So she's been yep. a fair few bit of wrestling in the preseason ship my ears are feeling it now it's only <laughs> one in the cut up so uh but yeah. no he's, he's good mate easy to get along with uh connects with guys really well um yeah he's been awesome that's great i mean i encourage all the rangers out there if you didn't catch that episode a couple months back when we had palm on as an introduction i highly recommend going back and listening to that because i think he just plugs right in like he's got the same mentality that you want that you know culture is going to be fine with him in the locker room consistency all of that sort of stuff is going to be right there and i think that's just it's one of those things that the free jacks do very very well if there's a, a vacancy that needs to be filled they're going to get a guy that fits in with our system to a certain extent obviously we want guys to bring in new ideas and whatnot but that same vibe is still there which i think is very very important yeah definitely sure. yeah. it really is i mean you know tk done a massive job and mags and scott and will and stuff you know finding the next guy next guy on the rank and you know pom brings that defensive mindset where it's really aggressive it's get off the line it's free jacks yeah. rugby it's in your face it's Hell confrontational yeah. you know well, fans yeah. like it. it's also the way we want to play and stuff so yeah it's just exciting to be a part of very good. I think most fans out there understand that the preseason isn't about, it's not about who won the game. It's about what took place in there and what learning that you can do from that particular game. But obviously there, it was technically a loss against Dallas. They don't count it on the win-loss column, but uh, you know, you, you guys had fewer points than they did at the end. Um, nothing to be concerned about, obviously. What were your overall thoughts on that game um, in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, we just probably started off a bit slow, to be honest, Phil. I think we... You know, um, 
one team showed that they've played some rugby um an actual game and stuff you know we were we had 30 odd guys down there um not making excuses or anything but you know we're finding our feet some guys are doing 40 some guys are doing 20 minutes but yeah. um just just good learnings you know we probably i think you know probably didn't start as start as well as we should have came out with a bang so mm. um that's something we're definitely going to address going into this week and that'll naturally come you know it's been a lot more of an edge at training and stuff so you know no real panic um but yeah you know there's some really good stuff out of it too you know some some of the new guys getting some good minutes under their belt which was important yep. for us and yeah just getting some cohesion and you know some combinations working stuff you know we've got majority of you know a good chunk of players back than we ever have but there's also new guys to fit in too but it was also off the field as well you know we did a good session with uh houston and the units and stuff so you know they're a big pack so it was good just kind of testing testing ourselves here with them you know where we're at and stuff you know so and all that off-field stuff you know we got out and did a bit of things around houston and played some top golf and and stuff like that so uh boys swung the club so just just connecting all that it was a really good week mm-hmm. um yeah like you said scoreline uh it's, it's pre-season at the end of the day but um yeah some really good learnings from it so uh we'll take those and, and rip into this week yeah, that's very encouraging to hear. Um, you know, I was on the the live for a certain part of, part of it with Bozo, and he did the whole commentary on on the watch along. And you know, we were a little surprised at the end of the day, but again, it is what it is. Like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't count as wins or losses. So you just kind of move on from there. And you know, uh, I'm sure you guys have learned from it as you're describing. But you, as the captain of the defending champions, now this question was actually posed during the winter party by my best buddy Martin Beck. So I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here. Um, he had asked you guys. When you're combat, how do you combat complacency with a team with such a large retention rate of champions coming back as the defending champions? How do how do you combat that throughout the season? Yeah, I, I think it's just. Uh, I mean, there's probably two parts. So I think, I think firstly and most important, we we just got to keep evolving our game. You know, I think the worst thing we could do would just be do what we always do. You know, you get what you always get type thing. And I think. I've always been, uh, you know, massive on that, you know, good teams are constantly evolving and constantly, you know, we don't need to change too much, but we need to evolve our game and stuff. We've got new ideas. We've got Pom coming in. Um, you know, we've got, you know, Will doing a lot more of the kicking stuff this year and stuff, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. So, um, yeah, I think just driving that, you know, really evolving our game and, and putting new challenges to guys, you know, that kind of creates hunger in itself. But, you know, we really, honestly, Phil and Dave, we really pride ourselves on guys that, you know, really hungry and hardworking and a part of our values. So, I mean, yeah. that's everything we do. We make sure that that's at the at the forefront. Um, so, and and you know, credit like guys coming in as well. You know, everyone's got a point to prove. Um, you know, so it's I think just touching on a couple of those key things and and framing those into our weeks. And uh, I know you know we'll get the best out of our guys and and uh, you know hopefully go all the way again. Yeah, man. I mean, listen to that. I'm not going to be taking any, you know, cutting corners when we're running around the pitch. You know what I'm saying? If it was me. So, yeah. Uh, first game of this regular season coming up uh, this Sunday in my hometown, Larry, of Charlotte. Woo! North Carolina, baby. Other than, you know, kicking healthcare RFC's ass, what are you excited about doing in Charlotte? I think uh, no first away game. You know we're going to have a lot of games on on the road this year. You know no New York, no Toronto and stuff. We're going to some really good, really good uh, teams this year and stuff with some travel included and stuff. So I think it's just you know another trip to connect with the guys. You know there's probably there's probably 24, 25 odd players going down. You know there'll be 23 they'll play. So Mm -hmm. a time to again sort of build those connections and stuff and and see where we're at and uh, probably. 
I think in terms of Charlotte, you know, we don't know what they're going to bring. You know, there's not a lot on them. Yeah. Um, so it's just a really big week on just focusing on ourselves, getting ourselves right, um, doing what we do best and focusing on what we're evolving into this year and see where we're at. So, um, yeah, it'll be a really good test. These guys, yeah, they'll be young, they'll be hungry, they'll be fizz. So, you know, we've got to meet fire with fire. And, um, you know, it'll be a good matchup. I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. Same here, man. It's going to be, I, I keep saying this, it's going to be an emotional return for me to my hometown where I picked up a rugby ball, you know, 20 odd years ago at this point uh, for the first time ever. Um, played for Charlotte Old Originals, the best club there in Charlotte for a while. Then obviously went down to the University of South Carolina, not too far away from Charlotte. It's so, after you got, uh, you tried to get into Clemson, right? <laughs> Uh, I actually didn't get into UNC. That's that's the true story. I could have easily gotten into Clemson. Um, anywho. Well, that's not true, Phil. You couldn't get into Clemson. You have too many teeth. <laughs> no. It's true. I've got all of my teeth. So they they looked at they took one look at me and said, You're not Clemson material, pal. <laughs> so yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, I appreciate your time, Josh. Uh super excited to get down there. I rented an Alpha Romeo. Uh, so as we say down in North Carolina, Italian, uh, uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun, uh, for sure. So yeah, I'm going to let Dave take over. I appreciate your time. Appreciate it. We'll awesome. see you down there. Yes, sir. Uh, well, have fun down there. Uh, first question, possibly the most important question of the evening, any new good coffee shops in Boston? You know more about Boston coffee than I do at this point, I think. Yeah, you know, and I, I hate to say this, you know, and, and this was one of the first things Paul Mack actually asked me, you know, where, you know, he's from Melbourne, argu or he's been spent time in Melbourne. I, I've been to Melbourne, arguably, probably the best coffee scene I've ever been in. Um, Wellington goes high in New Zealand stuff, but Melbourne, Australia, unreal coffee shop. So when he asked me that, it was a pretty daunting task, him a few. Um, a couple of my go-tos, uh, nothing new of late. Um, in the city, Grace Note is one of my favorite. You know, limited seating though, so can be hard. You know, coaches want to go down, open up the laptops and work. But uh, if not, uh, Coe Coffee in Alston's really good. Or I do like Intelligentsia in Watertown. It's a little uh, espresso bar there. Um, they're probably my top three. Um, and then, yeah, we've also got a couple of boys go down here to Red Eye Roastery, which is down in Hingham, just south of Weymouth. Um, especially when the weather gets good, that's always a nice go-to spot. So. Those are probably around my top three. I mean, there's a there's a couple others there, but those would be different my go-to. Excellent. Thank you for the recommendations. We'll definitely be checking a couple out. Watertown's on my commute, so that might just work out. Yeah, yeah, popping. It's a it's a good spot. It was actually first couple of years of Free Jacks. That was a that was a local when we were kind of based out there in Newton, oh. uh, traveling down there. So Watertown, yeah, Intelligentsia Coffee Bar. It's really good. Excellent. I'll let you know. Um, you spoke. Uh, on rugby wrap up a little bit about how quickly players kind of had to, had to leave at the end of the season after winning the championship and and while well, you stuck around and had a lot of work to do over the summer right um what did you do obviously you put a lot of energy and time into rehab and working out and getting ready for this season but what else did you do all summer how'd you keep busy yeah, so I was in the I was in a unique situation. You probably heard that I was, I was waiting for my green card application, which uh, has finally come through. So awesome to announce I'm a permanent resident of the states, which I'm thrilled to be. Um, but yeah, mate. So I uh, yeah, it was tough. There was a couple of months there. It was, it was good. I was working with uh, with Wheels, doing a lot of the community, the coaching. Um, Tavita was around. Wayne. There was a few of us around. Uh, most of the boys shot off. Obviously, they've got contracts to go to and stuff. So yeah, I was just uh, nailing my rehab, and then I actually. Um, 
uh, my wife Sydney, she actually got uh, laid off work for a couple of months. So uh, not being able to leave the country, we're like, you know, maybe this would be a good time to go to New Zealand or, you know, go back home for a little bit. Um, but we decided we did a road trip down to Texas and spent a couple of months in uh, Texas down at her brother's there and, you know, really enjoyed the weather and uh, got into some college football and, uh, yeah, made the most of it. So did most of that. And then uh, when Sydney, uh, her remote job came back up, we, we came back up. So did that, um, balancing my coaching course and stuff like that. And like I said, helped out the Free Jacks around the In-Between Days Festival and stuff like that. So but a bit of everything, you know, like I said, there's yeah, there definitely uh, – some longer days and then there's some yeah you know, some really good times but no it was a good off season just to i think just mentally refresh and you know it's probably the longest i've gone without rugby and geez you know sort of you know since i started playing professionally in my early 20s so um it was good good for the body good for the break so like i said there's probably a couple week period there when everyone left you're like shit, you miss all the boys and miss the season and stuff but like i said now we kicked on down to texas and had a had a good little off season down there and then yeah came back up so that's excellent Texas is, uh, it's Texas. It's an interesting place to visit. It's certainly yeah. its own uh, unique region within the United States, and I love a good road trip. So, yeah, yeah. she was actually based, uh, grew up in Austin there. So, uh, not a bad spot to be. Her brother's down there, got a good setup. So, made the most of some lake days, fortunately, and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was really good. Nice. Um, rugby's a tough sport physically. You've put a lot of work into your career um and recently getting ready this season it takes a lot of passion you have to really love rugby i think to be a professional rugby player especially um just considering how much work it takes and how how challenging it can be what is it about rugby that makes it worth all of that to you yeah really good question i think i think you know it's, it's such a short period of your life you're in a physical shape probably to do that and that's probably something you always got to remind yourself. You know, you've got you've got your life to work or, or you know build stuff on the on the outside of you know business wise and stuff like that. Um, it's also I, I think just you know it's various various things I guess coming over here is change of environment. You know, new to the states. Then I moved up to Boston and absolutely loved it, and I you know, I'm still loving it just as much as the first year. So I think just just those environments. You're always challenged. You know, there's new players, new coaches. There's always always something new you know what i mean going on so i think just that keeps it refreshing there's always things to aspire to you know with canada now missing out on that last world cup you know big focus of a lot of the boys here and the part of the canadian career um as such as you know it's getting back into that world cup frame and and qualifying for 27 so you know there's all these little challenges and stuff like that which keep me going and uh yeah just um just just that i guess keeps me going and stuff and yeah, just having a good group of guys and like i said you know the challenge of of backing up what we did last year you know it's a real challenge there's some really good teams out there and especially in our conference as well so i think you just you know look at it sort of day by day week by week and stuff and you set these new little new little challenges and goals and it, and it keeps you ticking and stuff so uh um yeah i mean i think that's probably you know a pretty broad answer but if you you know what i mean that's uh that's what keeps me going no, that's great. Well, you might have to ask Jason Potter so what keeps him going at 35. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what his answer is. I, it makes sense. Camaraderie, challenge, you know, it's its a lot. That, that'll fuel you, um, and it can can move you to do difficult things. So, And we're also, just, just one thing to add on there, you know, we're really fortunate. I think the environment you're in, you know, I think, you know, I truly believe, you know, some some environments around world rugby in terms of that, you know, we're really fortunate at the Free Jacks, you know, we – you know, funds a big aspect of our values and stuff. You know, if we get that right, 
you know, there's there's the hard work and stuff, but we also got to have fun along the way, you know. And so I think we do a really good job out off the rugby field as well as, as connecting and stuff. And I think that's, you know, you're around all the boys. And like I said, there's new new guys coming in each year. There's some of the same old faces every year. So I think just just having that by your side, you know, family as such, it's, uh, it's pretty special that you probably don't get another work jobs, you know. So I think you just, like I said, you only got a short period of time. So definitely enjoy it for now because uh you know it's not long and you're you're probably in the working life so yeah cherish these ones yeah absolutely i i place a really high value on fun honestly i i really believe in positivity and and just being able to to lean into that um obviously you got to have tough conversations sometimes you got to do difficult things sometimes yep. but you know overall uh you 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 catch more flies with honey than vinegar you know yeah uh affirmation is more motivating than punishment you know we are coded to respond to positivity yeah. and and i think it's really important yeah, that's why we play the game so. yeah um what is going to be better when you get back out there your first line out or your first scrum uh good question and oh, geez the front row are going to kill me if i don't say uh, it's, <laughs> uh i'll split it 50 50 if i can no it's just Honestly, like, yeah, we're a lot of lot of work into the set piece. So, I think you know, either or, I'll be I'll be really happy. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, excited to just get uh, get the shoulders back out there and and uh, get stuck in. So, yeah, either either or, mate. I, uh, either or, I'll be happy. Whether it's a line out first or a scrum, just uh, get into it. That's fair. That's fair. Very political answer. Very <laughs> diplomatic. The the politics of the type five. Oh, the you front, know. front row wouldn't be happy if I didn't say. Yeah. Uh, mentioned scrum in there yeah it better yeah. be the time where you're helping me not the time where i'm helping you that's yeah yeah exactly that, yeah. <laughs> awesome uh well you you talked a little bit about the new guys coming in uh they always bring a little bit of style has anybody emerged as the new first choice dj first choice mm -hmm. dj uh i think the new guys to be honest uh connor keys has been on the decks a lot in the gym lately um all right the big shift yeah a lot a lot more rock and heavy metal um it nice. kind of ties into what what we're building about this year with our experience and, and our theming so uh connor keys has kind of been setting the tone in there you know i need andrew quatran to step back up you know he's, he's normally been the man on the on the decks or at least carrying the speakers but uh now i also uh, enjoy probably the the wild card is martin sigrin actually yeah he'll oh. throw in the, the old spanish banger and then uh He'll mix it all up, and it's uh, it's good vibes all around. So he's probably my wild card, actually, for throwing there. He's been uh, putting on a few good uh, tunes on Spotify late. That's pretty excellent. You see everybody's head kind of pop up, looking around like, yeah, oh, yeah. what's this? What's this? Yeah, yeah, what's this? But it's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. That's excellent. Um, do you have as you're you know moving through your your coaching journey, a little parallel to playing? Do you have a good trick play? that's just too silly or risky for MLR, but like you're definitely busting that out for some fun, you know, tens tournament or, or, or something. Uh, it's on my head too. Really? I guess the try everything. I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't, haven't really thought about anything. I, I remember last year, you know, Mike Rogers was pretty big on empowering some of the guys to the thing. And a few of us came with a few moves and i think we actually did one one time was a peel around the back and it didn't work at all so i've kind of been uh, since that uh, i think uh that one there but nah mate uh i'm just trying to think nah nothing really off the top of my head maybe like to see i don't know if it's possible if maybe like 
a line-out ball at the back and maybe a bit more of a wider pass, you know, skipping the nine if I can launch it from the back and hit a 12 flat down the seam or something like that. Don't even know if that's really legal, but uh, maybe something like that, you know, if you could get a skills in there and almost quarterback it and hit it flat. But no, I haven't, uh, haven't really thought too much about it, to be honest. I, I, that's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. Certainly going to catch people off guard. Um, yeah, yeah. It's worth a couple tries in practice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got to, that's got to be legal. Lineout's over when he passes the ball. Yeah, right? yeah. So 12 yeah. can come up. You get the I defense like coming up, though. Um, you might get, might get yeah, relaxed by uh, a pass. You might yeah. have to get a quarterback up there, uh, getting lifted and uh, thrown <laughs> up in the air and all. So, so yeah. But heck, if we got a guy like LaRue Milan, you know, I'd be happy to get him running hard and straight down there. And so, it's, uh, yeah. Sounds good. I like it. Well, we'll keep our eyes peeled. Um, <clears throat> if I was on the Free Jacks and I came to you and I said, you know, Captain, I, I I know that everybody's got to work for what they what they're gonna get, but I just feel like you know I haven't gotten playing time that 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 I need. Um, how would you respond? Yeah, good question. I guess first of all, I guess I commit. Yeah, coming to the leadership group is really important, I think, as well. Because uh, often, you know, there's that communication was just through the coach, but talking to the boys and stuff, that's obviously a great sign of an environment and trust within the group. So definitely acknowledging that. I guess uh, what I'd be saying around that, I guess I'd be saying, you know, I'd just probably touch on, look on, you know, obviously we pride ourselves on these, you know, hungry, hardworking values. You know, how, do we, how are we going about that? How do you feel from your point of view? Um, are we touching on that? You know, what do you think you can do more? Stuff like that. Um, you know, are you reviewing game film? You know, what what some areas that coaches have said and probably just prod away a couple of those questions and and then maybe go from there depending on the answers. answers. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's pro- probably up to the individual and stuff. You know, I can guide them in the way and, and give them the, you know, the connection. And, if, and also as well, I think it's important to, you know, communicate that with the coaches, what you see and, and, and it's just being honest throughout the whole process, I guess. Um, yeah, there's going to be times, um, yeah, that guys aren't going to get the playing time and stuff. But I also remind guys, you know, shit, we, I think everyone, every player last year played by one, maybe. Um, you know, so the squad depth is true. It's serious. Like everyone's going to play. And you look at towards the final and towards the end of the end of the season there, you know, some guys in key moments have been called upon. So, I think it's just stick with that. It trusts the process, you know. Kind of enjoy enjoy that daily, daily grind, and you know your opportunity to come. But yeah, don't you know, don't be afraid to ask questions, challenge the coaches. That's it's important in the environment and stuff. But just be honest around that. You know, nailing your values, and uh, your time will come. It's pretty good. Pretty good talk. I feel pretty motivated. Prompting <laughs> self reflection. It's always really important. You know, like at the end of the day, you can't. Guys got to be driven themselves to 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 want to improve and to and to want to find yeah. things that they can get better at and then also you know empowering you know, that it's kind of in your hands um love it love that answer uh you're very close to your first match back do you have any personal goals as a player out there on the pitch uh, i think for me just it's really important it's probably been a theme for myself throughout the preseason and probably in the first few weeks is just getting back to the basics um you know playing 10 months you know it's not like 
it's it's not like it's it's forever, but you know, it does feel like a long time and stuff. But I've like I said, fortunate I've been training with the team since December through that camp into the preseason. So I think just for me, it's just getting back into my basics, uh, nailing my key ro- key roles, and then everything else will follow. I, I feel probably the times where I'm probably you know is when I'm reaching too far. I'm I'm probably just just overplaying myself and. And, and I realized that, you know, this is a process, Josh, and I get back to my basics, you know, my clean work, my carry work, my tackle detail, which I've been, you know, really working a lot and stuff and and uh, just nailing those aspects and, and, you know, the rest will come. And then, you know, later down the season, you know, just stringing that continuity, um, which is a big part of my game, you know, just, just really trying to be consistent, my approach and, and, and the way I go about it. So I guess the key thing there is not just not getting too far ahead of myself and just focusing on the controllables and the basics and uh and i'll be happy if we get through that this weekend for myself excellent well i can't wait to see it uh you knew there was one weird question coming at the end and uh, this is this is what it is this is what it is this season i hope it's a good one which teammate would make the best james bond and i mean like real spy not like actor i mean like who could probably pull off some you know, weird ass, undercover, drink a couple martinis, you know, scoring in and, and and get away with the, you know, whatever, the detonator, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you know who actually comes to mind here? I'd probably say Isaac Olsen. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy. Uh, he's a man of many talents. He doesn't say hell of a lot, but when he gets in, when he get when the opportunity comes and arises, he really takes it. Um He's got a heck of a deep country voice that I did not know of. He can rap like no tomorrow. He's uh, he can spit some bars. He's uh, and uh, we did a video clip last year, and he's got an amazing uh, you know Mexican Spanish accent he put on and stuff. So he's kind of a, a man of all talents. I'd probably back him to be uh, just 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 kind of fit that that mold of a James Bond. I think out of all the teammates. Excellent, excellent. I like it. Now we know a little bit more about Isaac Olson. Uh, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck this weekend. Um, I'll kick it back to Phil, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Larry, I just thought of something that I didn't write down, but you know, I, I got a Free Jacks tattoo. I had to get it because I, I had promised okay. everybody on these airways if you guys won the championship, I was going to free jack getting a Free Jacks tattoo. So it's on my body now. Is there any? you know, teammates of yours that wanted to commemorate it with a tattoo that maybe haven't gotten it yet, or maybe there are some out there that have gotten a tattoo, a Free Jacks tattoo uh, that we're not aware of. Yeah, there are, there are some, uh, it hasn't been done yet, uh, but there are some guys talking about it. I know Andrew Quatron has got a, oh, a lot of, of tattoos actually based on teams and, 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 and areas he's played, you know, it's a big part of, big part of him. So I know he's lined up for one. Uh, yeah, just talk with TK. I don't know. He might be hiding something. I don't know. But no, no, he was he was he was talking about it too. But no, wow. there might be a few guys by the year end. Um, just something special. Nice. Um, cool. Maybe so. Leave that for the bye week or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is definitely some uh, some talk about it. Um, no one cool. no one has of yet. But uh, it's good for you, Phil. I'm glad you're leading the way there, mate. Someone yes, sir. It. Hey, you got to lead by example, as you know. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's the one, mate. Uh, so yeah. final thing, go ahead. Sorry, Dave. I was just going to say, we know a guy. We know a guy. Anybody yeah, who's exactly. looking, we got we yep. got a good tattoo guy here. We know Boston, him, yep, so. for sure. Um, final thing here is that, you know, we always like to open up the floor for our guests to speak directly to the Free Jacks fans, the Rangers out there, the hardcore Free Jacks fans. What do you have to say to them as we begin the year? 
Uh, just, you know, obviously always looking forward to filling the fort. Um, massive part of our year and our the way we attack the year is that, that home ground and advantage. So bring a mate or two more than last year. Um, I know it's going to be bigger and better. Um, like I said, a big part of who we are as Free Jacks is, is growing the game and making it a really good, um, you know, a really good Saturday out for fans and stuff. And, and you know, you kind of hear this a lot around things, but it really is a massive difference. I talk to multiple people who come to games and they're like, oh, there's that one guy or it's, geez, it's loud down that end zone. Um, <laughs> makes a difference and it really pumps us up. And, um, you know, I know the new guys are really looking forward to playing in front of the fans. So just, um, yeah, just looking forward to seeing you guys all out there. And I know there's a few couple of early games in March, you know, against some teams and stuff. So you're just braving the cold, do what you always do. And, um, yeah, we're going to put on our best New England uh, gritty performances for you week in, week out. So looking forward to seeing you guys all there, eh? Hell yeah. It's super excited, man. I can't wait for the home opener that's coming up just next week. It's pretty wild to think about. We're, we're there, you know? Yeah, we're going to go to Charlotte for a quick trip and, you know, a little business trip, whoop their ass, and then come back up and whoop DC's ass. So very, very yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, going against DC, which has been a, it's going to, been a good battle years passing. You know? they're, that's they're, true. They're looking sharp this year. And, um, yes, they are. Engine. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a really good battle. Looking forward yeah. to that one. The, our Terrific. biggest rivalry, right? I mean, if you really think yeah. about it, they're they're the ones, right? Yeah, now yeah. That New York doesn't exist, so yeah, there's been yeah. some good battles home and away there. So, uh, yeah. you know, they've got new ground, new facilities, and I know a few of those guys. You know, they're they're really pumped about the season ahead. So, like the rest of the competition, it's 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 uh, yeah, some good challenges upcoming. Looking Hell yeah! All right, Larry, you've done a fantastic job. You've been on here for 33 minutes. We appreciate you. We got one word to exit the video here in three, two, one, huzzah! huzzah.